Okay, it looks like everything's working like it's supposed to. So hey, me too. So maybe having fingers our, crossed. Having our little pre-meeting <laughs> gaming gaming session. Gaming, yeah, because we're hardcore gamers, elite nerds. No, no. <laughs> um, having our hardcore uh, planning session, pre-planning. Got our whole year planned out. We got all our our stories ready. Um, yes. None of the research. Anyone want to do research for us? That'd be great. Now right. we need. Now we need is a little a little minion to do research for us. I know. Um, that would be great. But in other news, I'm Rin. And I'm Tammy. And this is. I love a good rabbit hole. We. Because we do. We do. We do love a good rabbit hole. I feel like yes. we're getting. I feel like we're getting more professional as the moments go by. Sure, we'll go with that. Yeah, um, I mean, at least we're at least we're getting more into our um, ability. Um, oh no, not ability. Fuck. Um, I mean, <laughs> um, uh, I feel like maybe I'm having an aneurysm right now. We're getting more into. I can't think of the word, but we're getting more into our own groove, and we don't feel quite our so stride. awkward. Yes, yeah. our stride. Thank We've you. We've hit that our was... stride, and we're we're getting into it now. Right. Like, I mean, that first. I, I have gone back and I've listened to our first um, uh, episode, um, not the one where I said strap on, um, while I did, oh my god, I can't believe I said that. <laughs> I almost peed myself laughing at work that, <laughs> listening to oh, that, I was like, like holy oh, crap, like, she just said that. <laughs> I was like, oh wow, I did, I said strapped on, yep, sure did, yep. that was me. Yeah. Hot damn, yep, I mean, that was, I mean, that one ranks right up there with nope. Nope is more official than no because it's it has no P. A P. Yeah. It has a P. Yeah, because it's it's got more letters, so it's more it's bigger. Yeah. So it takes up more space. It's, it's like, more definitive. I'm, <laughs> right. Um it's like it's like it's if you give it's like if you blow up no and you like move it in, it's like, hi, I'm the fat one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna stop now. Yeah, it'd probably be <laughs> like, best. <laughs> that's gonna go downhill really fast yeah, it's like knows the fat nope hey don't fat shame the nope hey it's okay you know sometimes it's okay to be fat shamed because fat shamed is comfortable no no because like people say like like this is how a fat a fat shaming clothes are supposed to people who wear fat shamed clothes this is what they wear and i'm like but those are comfortable now Am I wearing fat shamed clothes because I think that they're comfortable because that's what I've always worn or am I wearing them because that's what society tells me I'm supposed to wear? Okay. Let your brain sit on that one for a minute. No. I get to call myself fat. Nobody else gets to. I don't call myself fat. I call myself fluffy. It's like um, if uh, oh, she got a cracker energy drink. <laughs> What flavor are we drinking today? Peachy Keen. Nice. Jelly Bean. Heck yeah. Nice. All right. Mm. So let's get into the seriousness of it because this is my favorite topic of all time. Blood-sucking fiends from beyond the grave. Yes. Exactly. And if you can't tell what that is, we're talking about Edward Cullen. No, we're not. He's not a real vampire. Vampires don't sparkle. Maybe their personality does. Maybe you shouldn't shame their personality. I will sparkle shame all day long. (laughs) That took me a minute. Buckle shame. It's like I started choking on my tongue in the middle of that. um, Remember from uh, our stairways to nowhere and you were like, I'm probably mispronouncing David Polides. Yes, I was. You were. Yeah. um, Unfortunately, now I can't remember how it's pronounced. Well, my apologies, David. It's something like... It's something like Palides. Yeah. Okay. Or Pallids. Or something. Pal- oh, fuck. AKA I don't remember. Bob. But they say. <laughs> right. AKA Bob. Um, but they say it on um, uh, Necronomopod yeah. all the time because they ta- They had a huge. They had an episode for the, the 411. Yeah. And, he- and I guess they threw his name around like white rice. Well, he is the reason that exists. That Why would you throw white rice at somebody? <laughs> That's why I just made that face. Okay. Hey, white race. What? <laughs> that can be considered a racist term. <laughs> you white race. Ping. All right. Wait, now you just said ping. That could be racist too. Ping. That was my best friend. Of course, he did steal my girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mushu. 
Don't you slap me no more. All right. I think my bunny slippers just run for cover. And that was as much soul as you're going to get out of me tonight. <laughs> Let's move it, Heffa. Cricket, get the bags. Okay. Shame on you. Shame. Shame. Wait, not shame. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on Dishonor your cow. On cow. <laughs> All Sorry. right. Away from Disney and back onto we, we, track. Back onto blood-sucking fiends from beyond the grave. Well, actually, if you stop and think about Disney, how it's run now, yeah, you could definitely go with that. Blood-sucking fiends from beyond the grave. Do you think Walt would be okay with the way... I think he would be ashamed and disgusted. Probably. To tell you honestly. Or do you think he'd be laughing his ass all the way to the bank? No. I think he'd be ashamed and disgusted. I mean, I don't know that much about Walt Disney, the man, the myth, the legend. But from what I understand, he really did just want to make people happy. I mean, they do say Disney is the happiest place on Earth if you can pay for it. But technically... All of the royalties that he's getting from Disney weren't his. Mm. He was kind of a blood-sucking fiend because the first person to actually draw Mickey Mouse had nothing to do with Walt Disney. That sucks. I Thank mean, you, drunk history. Yeah, and there's also like a lot of, I mean, the <laughs> things that they did with like copyright and all that. Yep. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a whole, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I I don't want to, I don't, I don't think I would ever, I, I mean, we might fall down that rabbit hole because, you know, Alice in Wonderland, because that literally rabbit hole. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like my, my sister-in-law, Hannah, would probably disown me if I besmirched yeah. the good name of Walt Disney because. Oh my God. Yeah. Hannah. Hannah Jules would do the same thing to me. Hannah loves her some Disney. Um Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm literally paid $500 to go trick-or-treating at Walt Disney World. $500. Wow. Yeah. Mark choked. Okay. But then he also wanted he wanted to pay like $35 so that Addie could have a bracelet that interacts with gold statues at the park. <laughs> I was like, no. Is this Disney World or yes. Disneyland? World. Oh, yeah. See, I've never been to Disney World. I've never been to that part. I, I actually just recently got to go to Disneyland. I've been to Disney World once, and I didn't get to ride on It's a Small World. Yes, fuck you, Kimmy. I hope you hear this. <laughs> I'm still bitter. <laughs> okay, so let's get into the vampire thing. Well, you really did just start going down. <laughs> <laughs> I love okay. you, Kimmy. I really do love you. <laughs> but fuck you, because I didn't get to ride It's a Small World. Cow. <laughs> I didn't get to write it either, but, you know, I was post-surgery. I should not have even been at that park. Oh, well, wait, boob surgery? No, hysterectomy. Oh. We left two days after a full hysterectomy in a car with three kids. Oh, God, why? For I mean, six or seven, no, nine days. Nine the days sacrifices we, we make. The yeah. sacrifices we make for the mouse. Yeah. It was an All experience. Right, vampires. Vampires. Um, wait, did I say vampires or mice? You said vampires. Okay, because like sometimes I don't know what comes out of my mouth. I like to be surprised like the rest of the world. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise! Boop, boop. Boop, boop. All right. So would you like me to tell you? My microphone just attacked my boob. Ooh, getting frisky. Yeah. Most action I've had in a while. Hands Moving free. on. <laughs> my boobies. My boobies. I'm sorry. Oh God, I've lost it. <laughs> Medication's kicking in. Yay! <laughs> All right. So, would you like to tell? Would you like to tell me about some vampires, or would you like me to tell you some um, educational data about some vampires? We we can go along, and you can pop in however you want. All right. Matters not. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna edumacate you first. Edumacate the hell out of me. And then you're going to dazzle me with your story, cause I or stories or whatever you have, because I know you're gonna have some good stuff. Oh, I have a. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for your stuff. Did I um, mention that this is my favorite topic, like ever? <laughs> I'm so excited. All right, so vampires today in the modern world of 2020, 2000, the the 2000, the roaring 20s of COVID life. Yay. I don't know how, I don't even know how they're making it. I mean, that's got to suck. Imagine being a vampire with a mask. Right. That's got to suck. Like, I would imagine. Unintended. That... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good deal. All right. So, in modern day, there are approximately, approximately, 
Um, there are known to be three types of vampires living amongst us. Um, and they consider themselves to be real vampires. Now, they do not consider themselves to be what you see on movies. They don't think they're immortal. They don't believe that they have, like, super healing powers or, like, they are super speedy or can jump, like, through trees with a girl on their back who's a spider monkey. Okay? They don't believe any of that. They also don't believe that they're at war with werewolves. So there we go again. They probably, I don't know if they think that they have like the ability to control people's minds. They might think that they are more persuasive because they, some people, oops, sorry, microphone, my bad. Um, they might believe that they have like, you know, that certain je ne sais quoi, as we may say. But that's, that's their own ego talking more than likely. Um so, um, but they do consider themselves to be vampires of that term, um, or for lack of a better term. Most of them actually don't even really like the term vampire because it has kind of a negative yes. connotation. Um, most people, when they think, if they say, oh, well, I'm a vampire, that people are going to be like, oh, so you think you like Edward Cullen? <laughs> you know, or, you know, like, like from Anne Rice interview with a vampire, oh, you know, it's like, uh -huh. shut the fuck up. Um, no. Um, so, but here are the types. Um, uh, now the other types, uh, there are the, the lifestyle vampires. These are the people who live that sort of romanticized aesthetic lifestyle. Um, and, um, you know, they like the movies and the writer Anne Rice and they, um, may own a set of prosthetic fangs and stuff like that. Um, they may dress up in Victorian costumes, go to nightclubs. Um, but at the end of the day, they know that they are no different from the average person because they in no way, shape or form feed other than on chicken McNuggets or their vegan <laughs> lifestyle or they're gluten-free because they have celiac. Could you imagine being a vampire that has celiacs? That would be some bullshit. Right. Be like, my life sucks. <laughs> I'm a gluten-free vampire. <laughs> well. Right. I mean, that's just like, that's some dietary restriction. <laughs> I mean, there are. I can't have gluten, but I do need a lot of blood. <laughs> there are with the vampires, like you said, that they don't get like the energy and all that kind of stuff. The sanguinarians or sayings is what I've read that they like to prefer to be called. Only take a small amount of blood out of humans or animals, depending on what they are. That's actually a misconception. So let me get a little further down my paper. Because um, there are some sayings. I have read that actually uh, that drink daily what is the consistency of about half a can of Red Bull. That's a lot. Yeah. And it's... That's not a little bit. And you have to stop and think, like, do you... You've had different kinds of meat, right? Like red meat and, and all this kind of stuff. Like Chicken the stuff that you put into your body that these sayings actually consume say that it actually makes their blood taste different. So, like, yeah. vegetarians who don't drink alcohol and all that kind of stuff are actually some of the purest forms that they right. can imbibe. So, right. Um, so, sanguinarians, as you stated, or sangs, as they sometimes call themselves, feed on human blood or animal blood, too, because it's been known that um, one host, or as they call them, black swans, um, cannot sustain one sanguinarian alone because they literally need to feed daily. And there are some sanguinarians that do need to drink up to or more than like, you know, half a can of Red Bull a day. <laughs> Which is what, about a cup? Yeah, about a cup of blood. A cup or more? That's a lot. That's a lot that of is. blood. Um, That's what, maybe half a pint? I don't know. I I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, a measurologist. I'm not a... I'm not, a, I'm not a scale, but I mean, well, I'm just thinking like I get, I'm a blood donor. I give blood on a right. regular basis. So, but, I mean, you know, I'm looking at this give... and this is 16 fluid ounces. And I know that, um, a Red Bull is smaller than this. So I think a Red Bull is 12 ounces. So that's six ounces. That's that is an, a, okay. So that's six ounces maybe. And I know that a, a cup is eight ounces. So it's a little yes. less than a cup. It's about, so it's about six ounces of blood a day. That's a lot. That's still a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And drinking that, like, that makes, 
like I don't want to shame anybody for what they do and how they live their lives but I'm sorry that makes me gag a little bit because like <laughs> if I get too much phlegm in my throat I like and I cough and I get like one of those blobs I'm like <laughs> and I know that I know that from listening to our podcast back the sound effects that I make do not translate well but I'm just letting you know that's very much a gaggy expression for me and I'm just I'm, I can't help it like it's just <laughs> yuck <laughs> Um, so let's see. Sanguinarians, or sangs as they say, feed on human blood. They do not bite people because, one, it's painful as fuck. Um, and two, it's not very sanitary because the inside of a human mouth is disgusting. Unless you yes. have, like, the most fantastic oral hygiene, even then, your mouth be nasty. Nasty. Um, like, I'm acutely aware of my own mouth at this current moment just thinking about biting somebody. Like, no. Human mouths are gross. Like, we yeah. got some bacteria up in there. So, unless you just, like, oral rinse, brushed, flossed, deplacked, and just had your teeth cleaned at the dentist's office, your mouth is disgusting. Don't be biting people. Just don't. Um, most of them use a syringe or a lancet to feed. Um, so, the black swans, or donors, um, uh, what the heck happened to my notes? Whoopies. Um, are, um, I think I may have messed up on my notes. But anyways, uh, real life swans, uh, real life vampires uh, believe they, it's mostly the reason why they drink the blood. They believe that they suffer from a health condition. Um, and they also believe that this health condition cannot be helped or cured by modern medicine. Uh, luckily, uh, there's a selective group of people that are willing to help them, black swans or the donors. Ah, there we go. I must have messed up my notes. <laughs> um, I was writing some of these while I was sort of falling asleep. Um, donors uh, provide what is known uh, as medical fluids. Researchers state that there currently are around uh, 5,000 vampires living in the U.S. alone. Um, whether these are all sanguinarian vampires right at this time or sanguinarian and um, psychic vampires, which is another class that I will get into a little bit later on. Um, I didn't get any like direct answer from. I think that may just be the sanguinarians because um, psychic ones are a little bit harder to know about, I think. Mm -hmm. um, uh, drinking blood does remain a taboo um, to many, if not just by most people kind of gross so it's not something that's heavily talked about mm -hmm. uh also many religions such as islam forbid it um granted this was not always the way in the 16th and 17th centuries people such as priests royals or physicians would ingest blood for conditions conditions such as headaches epilepsy or epilepsy blood was um also thought to improve vigor uh the best was thought to be fresh from a young person. There's where we come back to probably long ago virgin sacrifices, um, which vampires do not do. No. They do not sacrifice people. Um, so one of the main things, obviously, since the sanguinarians are dealing with blood, which is something known for, you know, transmitting everything mm -hmm. from, you know. AIDS to the common cold. Disease, Right. Every single kind of disease. I didn't want to like just, I didn't want to spit out AIDS because I don't want to sound, I'm not like an AIDS pho a phobe or anything like that. But yes, that is one of the number one fears is that, you know, that one is only transmitted through bodily fluids. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, the cold you can catch in the air. Um, but everything is transmitted through blood. Um, and um, there are many health risks that are involved with blood, such as the transmission of a widely variety of diseases. Um, safety is their highest priority. Modern day vampires do not think they are immortal, as I stated, um, and they don't believe that they can heal rapidly or that, you know, like if they do bite somebody that their lick will heal the cut yeah. or something like that, as we have seen through Hollywood. Um, wouldn't that be cool if it did, right? though? Um right they'd be having vampires lick boo-boos everywhere right. <laughs> yeah. mommy i cut my knee hold on uh, let me call the neighbor he's a vampire he can fix it yeah he'll come also vampires um they can go out in sunlight although some of them do believe that their blood condition does also cause them to be slightly allergic to sun um because of different like hemoglobin levels and things like that um so but again don't believe the hollywood hype um a lot of the black swans will undergo regular blood work to make sure that everything is okay and that their hemoglobin levels and iron levels are okay because there are um, uh, certain 
health problems that can come along with drinking the blood, such as ingesting mm-hmm. too much iron, um, that can cause the, the vampire to have problems there. Um, so uh, some, if not most vampires, will also consume um, animal blood, such as pig or cow, because um, as I stated, um, you know, a, a single donor cannot sustain, sustain a vampire totally. Um, so like they'll go to a butcher and they will get the, the pig or bovine blood and they will mix it in with their cooking or they'll mix it in with coffee or wine and ingest it that way to help sustain them. Um, not all vampires physically crave or need blood. They state they have physical problems um, and drinking blood improves the symptoms. Symptoms can be neurological and cognitive impairments leading to depression, amnesia, pain when eating, nausea, nausea, headaches, insomnia. On the flip side, some also believe that their condition can be completely psychological. A psychological desire is no less a need that should be met regardless of what society classifies it as. Um, black swans have also been known to enjoy donating as much as the vampire has been known to thrive, um, from drinking it. So with the black swans, there is, um, there was create, well, is or was created by the New Orleans Vampires Association, also known as NOVA. Um, there is the donor bill of rights. Um, so to be respectful to the person that created it, I am going to read the entire thing in entirety as that is requested to not impede upon copyright or anything along those lines. Um, so this was, and I am probably going to butcher their last name. because <laughs> it's, it's a little bit ridiculous and I'm sorry. Um, it just is, um, by Belfazar Ashenton, Ash. Ash Ashington Ashington thank you I'm sorry I'm just like Ashington <laughs> with a supporting cast of good friends Demonus Barbie Demonus Barbie just let that sink in okay <laughs> Barbie gone wrong uh Maggie Bones which I love I think that's an amazing name Maggie Bones Spooky and his beautiful deaths Spooky stay spooky <laughs> spooky that just uh, like i don't know if that's a puppy or not but like spooky i i want to i want to i want a black cat named spooky just because all right this bill of rights so this is a bill of rights um a donor bill of rights for black swans who are donating um i don't know if there's a donor bill of rights for psychic people for like psychic vampires because they kind of just do as they want but so this bill of rights is to promote the continued safety of the most precious of gifts to us their life essence it is suggested that this be signed by both the vampire and the donor on a 30, 60, 90 day trial basis. After this, the contract can be re-signed for an extended period of time, which can be either the 30, 60, 90, or six months to one year. At the end of these contracts, discussions can be made as to whether or not changes should be done, what will be allowed and what will not be allowed. As a donor, I know that it is my thorough, it is through my personal sacrifice that the vampire's needs are met. It is my loving nature that allows this relationship to continue. It is my right to decline to feed the vampire for any reason. As a donor to a vampire being, it is my right to know that I am in a vampire vampiric donor relationship that will be mutually beneficial to both me and the vampire. I am donating my life essence to. I am the essence provider. It is for me to decide whether or not I am able to give my essence to the vampire I am with, I must be allotted time to heal and regain my essence in order to better support my vampiric partner. At no time should my wounds be not be allowed to heal. At no time should I feel stressed about giving my essence. If at any time I feel stressed, I have the right to back away from the feed without being or feeling threatened by my vampiric partner. Should I feel threatened in any way, shape, or form, I have the right to seek guidance and counsel from other donors and leaders in the vampire community. As a donor to a vampiric individual, I have the right to know that my position as lover, friend, family, roommate uh, should not be jeopardized by my not wanting to give my essence. In the slang, it should not cost me my ass to to be a donor. (laughs) cute um as a donor i should also respect the needs of the vampire and try to learn more about his 
her feeding habits in the in order to help stabilize his her imbalances in energy they're going to need to update their verbiage to also include they <laughs> as a donor in a vampire donor relationship i realized that th though i have many necessary rights i must also take care not to abuse the person i am donating my essence to the same rights afford me afforded me in this bill of rights should also be extended to the vampire i am donating to Ultimately, it is my right to know that I will be safe in all aspects of the vampiric donor relationship. And should I ever feel that my safety is jeopardized, I have the right to walk away cle clear and free. Ultimately, it is our, it is our, both the donor and the vampire, responsibility to ensure that we are not abused. It is our, both the donor and the vampire, personal responsibility to leave a vampire donor relationship that we feel is abusive in any nature. We cannot be abused unless we allow ourselves to be. And that is their Bill of Rights. So, I mean, seems like a pretty straightforward contract. Um, I mean, I don't assume that it's like legally binding. There wasn't anything to attach to it to have it notarized or anything like that. Um, obviously, they have to say essence instead of blood um, because I don't think it can be legally binding um because obviously what they're doing is probably not recognized by the government no but i mean it does make them feel a little bit safer and i'm pretty sure that if something were to go awry that maybe this would hold up in some way shape or form in a court of law if there was abuse in some way shape or form and both parties had signed this that you know obviously if the vampire had noticed or had signed it and then was still abusing the the donor that something would you know maybe somewhere they would be recognized or maybe the vampire would be ostracized from the community in some way shape or form would you be a donor probably not i don't like being cut or i don't like needles it's not really my game fair enough i would i mean i don't i don't like i mean i don't even donate blood as it is like I just, I don't, I don't like, I don't like needles. I hate getting shots. I don't like cuts or anything yeah. like that. It's just, it's, yeah. No, thank you. I'm a big old wolf. When I was watching the research, the gentleman who wrote this, Balthazar, uh, he actually, one of his donors, and this was from the History Channel, which, by the way, was actually uh, voiced by Leonard Nimoy in the 90s before he passed. But um, nice. one of the things that I watched was this gentleman and one of his donors was actually a psychology professor. So it's like they're literally all are all walks of life, which kind of impressed me. I was like, this guy is like purposely doing that. that, that that's cool. Also, I mean, also, they probably wouldn't want me to be a donor because I have anemia. Mm -hmm. So. I probably would not be that beneficial to them. Um, that's also another reason why I'm not a blood donor is because I have anemia and my iron count is always really low. Yeah. So my blood is kind of useless. <laughs> kind of, my blood's kind of a limp noodle. I have to take iron supplements and stuff. And even then it's still really low. Yeah. Like that's, that's one of the main reasons why I am so pasty white is because I have really low iron. Good times. Um, even, even trying to tan, I just, I don't. <laughs> so on so there we have about the sanguinarian vampires the next kind of vampire which was actually really hard to find any major information about namely because a lot of the information that came out about them was talking mostly so one of the interesting articles that came out was how to deal with psychic vampires at work because they were implying that psychic vampires are just average everyday people that when you talk to them, they drain you and leave you feeling overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking in my head going, well, shit, I think I work with one. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I don't, but, you know, I mean, everybody probably thinks that, too. Like, well, gosh, I can think of, like, 20 people that I interact with sometimes. That, you know, it's like, well, Yeah. So, psychic vampires, um, they feed off of a person's energy. Uh, the, every person has what is called an aura. Their aura protects um, their chakras and their energy. Psychic vampires feed off of their energy through tentacles that attach to the auras um, 
And now keep in mind, not everybody can see auras or these so-called tentacles. Um, but they just slowly, they kind of like latch on to the aura and they suck the basically kind of your life force away. They're like a proverbial leech. Yeah, basically. Yes. So um, the question uh, can be posed, is it ethical to feed off of a person's energy without their knowledge and thereby their consent most vampires uh or psychic vampires believe that it is okay to feed as long as they do it in a place where there are a lot of people and they only take a little bit from each person such as venues where there is a lot of energy like a party or concert or live performances um a lot of psychic vampires have consenting donors people who have lots of energy and don't mind giving it away there is also tantric feeding, which can be sexual in nature. Psychic vampires do not feed off of ordinary types because they do not have an, enough energy to sustain them. The really good energy comes from creative or passionate types, like artists or religious figures. Modern day psychic vampires are also known as toxic people because they drain you of emotional energy, leaving you exhausted and overwhelmed. Um, so that's there really wasn't a lot of information about psychic vampires because so much of it just kind of ended up going back to the idea that psychic ones were basically kind of like toxic people like um you know that they just kind of drain you but i think that you know the psychic vampires would be the kinds that you would find at a club that kind of like that kind of zap energy from the crowds they're not going to be people that, you know, they're going to be your, your extroverts. Or they could be introverts that, that thrive off of extroverts. So that's almost what I think a, a psychic vampire would be, is, is an introvert that thrives off of extroverts. Um, I either met one of those or a witch at mm -hmm. one point in time. Like, I, I had to go, Matt mm -hmm. is Wiccan. He is again. Uh, uh, he he passed all of his uh. classes <laughs> to do what I don't know that much about Wicca. So, but he's he is Wiccan, and I actually had to go to him to have him sever ties because I was actually attacked wow. by one. And I know it sounds really weird, but when somebody barely touches you and suddenly you are just done. You're zapped. You feel nauseous. You can't focus on anything no, I get it. right I get after it. they touched you. It's a disturbing feeling. No, I get Very it. Very disturbing. I get it. I mean, there are weird things that happen in this world, and there's no explanation for them. And sometimes you just have to turn to the life less ordinary to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And uh, And if that's what... If that's what cures it and makes it go away, then by all means, go and hug some crystals and drink the and, and drink the the elderberry tea. <laughs> yeah, no, we had to do it outside with a specialty blade where he had to actually sever the attachments because it was still on me yeah. when I got to his house. It was awful. Probably one of the worst days ever. I'd much rather go through my hysterectomy screw up all over again and deal with that crap because that was stupid well i mean i wish it was more like just hugging some crystals and drinking some elderberry tea so right <laughs> but i mean i like to think we'll that that's that. what it is so but that is um that is lifestyle sanguinarian and psychic vampires in modern day life and how they uh blend in with the every uh, everyday average human the, that's how yeah. we uh that's how they live and that's how they they thrive and survive in the uh the modern world Good times. Yeah. Good information. Yeah. So what are you going to tell me about? Oh, I'm going to tell you about everything else. Okay. <laughs> so let's start off with the, um, where did you go? There it is. Uh, the history that some people may know, but a lot may not necessarily. Um, so we're going to start off with Britannica.com, reportedly one of the first vampires and possibly the reference to what everybody knows, how everybody knows about vampires, is Bram Stoker's Dracula is Vag Vlad Tepesh. For a second I thought you said Vag. And I, was I, like, what? <laughs> I did, but it was a slip of the tongue. My bad. It's I mean, we Vlad all know that's a life-sucking 
bleeding <laughs> fiend from beyond the grave, but only once yes. a month. That bitch. <laughs> Not anymore. Did I mention I had a hysterectomy? Best decision I ever made. Anyway, um, so Vlad. I'll call you once a month. Okay. <laughs> Vlad, you call me almost every day, bitch. What are you? What? <laughs> Go on now. Okay. So Vlad Tepesh, a.k.a. Vlad Draculia. Or Vlad the Impaler, born around 1431, okay, died in combat during his second reign. Um, somewhere, they're not 100% sure, 1476 or 1477. He's reportedly... Sounds right. He And this is one thing that a lot of people don't think about with him. He was reportedly a really kind ruler. He loved his people. Um, he impaled his enemies by leaving them on poles so others could see what happened if he tried to take his land. That, that was pretty much his whole the whole reasoning behind Vlad the Impaler. Uh, Vlad's father right. began the order, Son of the Dragon, be, at the mm-hmm. behest of the Roman Catholic diocese around 1436. So this is when the Roman Catholics were sweeping through going, everybody needs to love Christ or you're basically going to die. So, right. And that's another thing that a lot of people don't think about with vampires. Christianity is a huge part of the myth of the vampire um christianity was sweeping the globe with its belief it and as a deterrent they used locals local spit it out stop (laughs) spit it out it's not yours they used local myths legends and even some truth to turn quote-unquote old gods into demons which which went against christ but more than that some believe that the very first vampire may have also been Lilith, Adam's first wife. Hell yeah, dude, that woman born yeah. some demons. That's 10,000 a day. Even going so far as to say Judas, the one who betrayed Jesus, was also the first. And then there's others that say that Lilith made Judith her lover after he hung himself for betraying Christ. I'm sorry, did you just say Judith or Judas? Judas. Oh, I'm sorry. I, it was kind of a combination of Lilith and Judas. <laughs> so we'll just go with Judas. So now Lilith is a lesbian. <laughs> no, but we're going to get there. All right. Uh, so <laughs> then there are those that believe that Christ himself may have even been one. Because at his last supper, he did said, oh, take this, my blood. All Christianity, I know. Man. I'm Catholic. Any, any, any followers we had, we just lost. <laughs> I'm Catholic. I, I didn't say I was believing it. I said some may believe it because, again, I, I would say that we are going to lose our five star review, but it's we're not because it's me. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> At his last supper, Jesus did say, "Take this, my blood, drink from it, and have everlasting life." Hello, vampire. And now a word from our sponsors. <laughs> are you reading the Bible? Don't you need to stop because right now. <laughs> kidding okay so jump ahead a few thousand years and here we are some people believe that vamp there are they are vampires and some of pe- those people do very bad things in the name of vampirism very I bad. drink milk in the name of vampirism no don't do it <laughs> okay so this one comes from ranker.com we've got peter Curtin. is he a curtain no oh. it's he's german he yeah, is known douche. as the Vampire of Dusseldorf from 1883 to 1931. Uh, between February and November in 1929, he was convicted on nine counts of murder and seven counts of attempted murder, for which he was sentenced to death by beheading in April 1931. He was he was executed in July of 1931. Ah, for the head. Yes. So one of the big things, and we're going to get into this in just a little bit, but one of the big things about vampirism is if you find one, they say that not only do you need to stake it through the heart, but you need to behead it, separating the head from the body. Well, yeah, you can't eat without your head. Obviously. So. I mean, you can be staked and still eat. Yeah. Because you've got a steak, so you're going to eat it. Yeah. Yeah. I like mine about medium. Yeah, I don't don't eat steak. (laughs) Oh, that makes me sad for you. I know. I I can't. Baby cows are so cute. Maybe that's the reason why you're anemic. Like, you actually need to eat. You're a vampire, Ren. (gasps) No, my teeth aren't pointy enough. (laughs) So then we have Danielle and Manuela Ruda. They were from Great Britain. Um, These people were 
were fun. They married on the sixth day of the sixth month and stabbed their victims 66 times. Can you guess what else they thought they were besides vampires? Satan worshippers? Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. Because exactly. Satan loves vampires. Obviously. Just, of course. Yeah. Satanism um, and vampirism. It's so original. They go oh. hand in hand. Huh. When anyway. do we have a Christian vampire? I know. I like, thought that's what Edward Cullen was. He didn't go to church. <laughs> oh, wait. He was Mormon. <laughs> ah! Okay. Moving on. My bad. Um, <laughs> Roderick Farrell... This the rest, guy. There goes our other five listeners. Right. He's he's probably one of the dumbest people ever. Uh, he led three other teens on a murder spree. Uh, he was 16 years old when he did this. He killed the parents of one of his followers. Uh, he convinced his three friends that he was a 500-year-old vampire named Visago. Nice. I'm, I'm sorry. Isago? The Sago with a V. Visago. Nice. Yeah. It sounds like a cheese. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Um, Can I sprinkle it on my pizza? uh, Maybe. I'm thinking of Asiago. Oh, that, yeah. Okay, I see. Uh, (laughs) Richard Trenton Chase, which is the one you told me to look him up. He was a special monkey, also known as the Vampire of Sacramento. Oh, not San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah. He injected himself with rabbit blood before taking his victims. He was a cannibal and a necrophile who killed six bulls in the span of one month between 1977 and 1978. Uh, Messed up. I, I was Did reading. Did you read about the oranges? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I also read about how he uh, cut open the chest of one of his victims, yanked out her heart, and then put dog crap that he had found in her yard inside her chest. Yeah. That's Don't disturbing. Why. Disturbing. Like, why? Yeah. Like, why? Not why? okay. Not um, okay. So With the oranges, like why? I I don't know, I don't know. I I why? was literally reading it, and I went to bed that night going, "My God, <laughs> my God!" <laughs> like for those that might not know, we should probably explain why he did what he did with the or what he did with the oranges, which was he would put them on him to absorb the vitamin C yeah. through his skin, like because he thought he had deficiencies rather than just taking a Flintstone chewable like the rest of the fucking world, right? I'm just there gonna was, like. There was nothing right about that guy. Much. There was, no. but he had also been uh, hospitalized. Maybe he thought that woman was full of shit. Apparently, he was like trying to and replenish just, it. Something. Yeah, he thought she had a shit deficiency. Yeah, but he did. He also spent a couple of different rotations through psychiatric hospitals. So, yeah. You know, so not. I mean, to do do to derail you. I'm all for mental health and like, you know, but did they actually provide him help? Like, or did they just oh, like, probably not. Did they just like shove him through or, you know, like. Probably not. You got to think about the mental health facilities in the 1970s, which goes back to the 1960s. We're still talking about electroshock therapy, hydrotherapy, um, over medication or just straight up ignoring so right, just stick them in a wheelchair and dope them up. Yeah, the the history of mental illness is is not bueno at all. I mean, this is back when they were testing LSD on yep. people to see if that would work. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yes, LSD does work, but not in the way you think it does. It makes you see pretty colors. Yeah, not that way. And ladybugs on the bathroom floor that weren't there before. Not that I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> so moving on, we also have. This one's a fun last name. Tracy Wigginton, 25-year-old, quote-unquote, lesbian vampire killer, because we're equal opportunity killers now. Oh, yeah. Uh, she was from Australia and convinced her lover and two others to stab a male victim 27 times. Of course she's from Australia. Mm-hmm. That's where all the batshit crazy things happen. <laughs> no, that's where everything tries to kill you. Right. The wind, the grass, the, the lesbians. ocean. The lesbians, apparently. Whatever. Hey, I am... We are both pro LGBTQIA LMNFOPQRSTUV. However, are, many other people you want to add to it, we are pro that. We are pro out people. So, yes, <laughs> but we are not pro douchebags. No, no. Um. So one of my favorites, like a lot of people's favorites, it's really sad that I have favorite vampires, but a lot of people's favorites are Vlad. Mine personally is Elizabeth Bathory. Bathory? 
Did she go bathory shit? Did she go bathory shit? Shit bathory? Uh, she went batshit crazy, is what she did. So she right. active between eighteen, uh, excuse me, fifteen eighty five <gasps> and sixteen oh nine. Witch Miss Bats. No, damn, no, no. Um, it said that she killed young females from her village. She bathed and drank their blood to stay young and oh, beautiful. Oh, I remember her. I it's reported her that she murdered anywhere between thirty seven and six hundred and fifty young women. Oh yeah, she to was take a their nut. blood. She was a nut. nut. Job. And she would stay so young and beautiful, but she actually kept herself behind the walls of her castle where nobody saw her. Right. So, yeah. She was she was a hermit. She was a beautiful yeah. hermit. I mean, yeah. I can I can get behind that. Um, and then we I mean, have look at me. I never leave my house, but I'm drop dead gorgeous. You absolutely are beautiful. Okay, so we have Matthew Harmon, 17 years old, from North Wales. He stabbed his 90-year-old neighbor 22 times, cut her heart out, wrapped it in newspaper, and took it with him. Apparently, he wanted a to-go meal. Uh, you know, like, over in Great Britain, they like wrap... fish and chips? Exactly, I was going to say, <laughs> they wrap fish and chips up in newspaper, so apparently he was going to deep fry her heart. I don't know. Branson. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, so not okay. So let's see. Then we have Alan Menzies. Shut yeah. the front door. That was his last name. Uh, killed his best friend after watching the movie Queen of the Damned. He stabbed his friend 42 times with a bowie knife and drank his blood and then ate part of his skull. I mean, at least he didn't do anything else to his friend's skull. How does... Wait, how do you eat a skull? Is Thank you. Bone? That was gonna... Like, he must have some pretty hard damn teeth because he was crunching through that. I don't know. That... Ow. I'm really hoping that they meant scalp and not skull. But then you have all of this... All of his hair. Like, I can't even fathom. <laughs> oh, my God. You make that, that brings a whole new meaning to ball hair. Uh, <laughs> about ball hair. That's so wrong. Kimmy, you remember ball hair? Yes, she <laughs> Oh, God, ball hair. Okay, moving on. Uh, Roy Gavinsky Jr., a.k.a. Caius Vivois. Vivois? Vivois. I don't know. From Beckett. I don't know. If they're from Indiana, it's probably pronounced VV. No. Beckett, Massachusetts. Matsets, Chutsets. Killed a 16-year-old girl, drank her blood. Here's here's the point. After he drank her blood, he felt so strong that he went out and found three Hell's Angels, Hell's Angels from the Motorcycle Club and murdered all three of them. Three. Three Hell's Angels. Now, these guys were not small at all. So He's like, I'm, I'm human. Apparently, he did a Hulk smash no. or something on him. I don't know. Um Dang. So Fritz Harmon, active 1918 to 19, more than two dozen victims by biting them on the neck. And like you were saying, human mouths are just disgusting. So it doesn't, what I read didn't say whether these people like passed from sanguination, which is loss of blood, or if they died from like an infection mm-hmm. because his funky ass mouth decided to tear their neck out. Like, I, I don't know. My thing is, is like, if somebody is biting your neck, punch them in the nuts, kick them in the nuts, do something, get them away from, like, I mean, if they're gonna, if they're biting you, like, unless that person has lockjaw on your jugular, Hmm. like, get them the F off you. Right. Like, it's not that hard. Apparently it was for more than two dozen people. I mean, that person, it's their mouth, it's not like it's their their hands or like how does that person have like such a death grip on you that you can't get away from i i don't ever want to find out no me neither it didn't specify whether like he kidnapped and tied him up or if he just like ran up at him and started just nom nom nomming on the neck i don't know but (laughs) like seriously some random dude comes up and he's like i'm just gonna be like i'm gonna kick him in the nuts like wholeheartedly (laughs) like you know solar plexus i'm gonna sing oh yeah I, I 100% agree with you on that one. I'm going for the eyes. I'm going for his own jugular. You bite me, I'm going to bite you back. Right? Um, okay, so then we have Marcelo Costa de Andrade. That's a mouthful. From Brazil. That is a big Murdered one. at least 14 young men between the ages of 6 years old and 13 years old. So he could, again, stay young and beautiful. 
So do we think he was gay? I believe so, yes. Probably. Yes. So, like, now here's the thing I think is very odd, is that they pointed out that the one woman from Australia was a lesbian and went after, you mm-hmm. know. But they didn't point out any of the gay vampires. Do you think that's odd? Uh, I think anybody who kills in the name of vampirism is odd, yes. Right. But no matter their sexual orientation. Um, and that's another right. thing that a lot of people, like, parallel with vampirism is sexuality. Right. And... Well, because because I think drinking blood is, or drinking somebody's essence is very... Intimate, it is. You know? Extremely. It's extremely, like, it's very, I mean, especially considering the fact of, like, you know, um, how Hollywood portrays that you acquire one's essence is, you know, biting them on the neck. That's considered very sexual. And, like, back in olden days, that was you know, very erotic and such. Joshua, Joshua Rudiger, a 22-year-old male, killed a woman and three homeless men with a knife. He also claimed to be a 2,600-year-old vampire. Maybe it was Jesus that they, he was talking to. I don't know. So those are stories from around the world. Wow. Of different men and women who have... I mean, that's an impressive amount of people that have killed in the name of vampirism like that that was only the top 13 so convenient that you did 13 right did you do that on purpose maybe (laughs) you you cheeky bastard you cheeky bastard (laughs) um so there have been support stories of supposed vampires in america specifically going back to colonial days and i'm not talking about the salem witch trials um march 1892 in exeter rhode island there was a young girl by the name of mercy brown ah yes good old mercy mercy have mercy mercy reportedly passed and then she came back to life uh her family members began dying shortly thereafter they believed she was a vampire and was sucking the life out of her family because you know that's what family does um Specifically, her younger brother. Hello, I have two families. And the black folk will help you beat up the vampires while they're sucking the life out of you. We got you, boo. (laughs) So the town folks decided that Mercy was a vampire. She was coming back, and they dug her up. They cut her head off. They cut her heart out. And then they burned her heart. Mm -hmm. And then mixed the ash with a tincture and fed it to her brother and her father. Because that's how apparently it goes. So That's how medicine works. Uh, no, it didn't. Because her father and shortly thereafter, her brother both also passed. Um, right. Because they didn't. She wasn't actually a vampire. No. They had tuberculosis. I'm getting there. Uh, another young lady. I have to do these two stories together because they were not that far apart. By the name of Nellie L. Vaughn passed as well. And at this point in time, still up to this day, they say that no vegetation will grow around her headstone. But nobody dug Nellie up and violated her in that way. So both Mercy and Nellie were victims of consumption or tuberculosis as we know it now, um, which is a highly contagious disease and to this day still has no cure. Uh, Many times family members would contract it from one another um, and it comes complete with paleness, loss of appetite, breathing problems, which would generally get worse at night. So, um, some doctors believe that consumption and or rabies could even be the reason for people acting like quote-unquote vampires. I'm a victim of consumption. I like to eat a lot. (laughs) So that's actually, some doctors have actually done studies on people. Um, We've actually found people who have been dug up and beheaded with their hearts cut out from back in the day, because that's how vampire hunters used to do it. Um, and some of these people have actually been diagnosed through modern science with having consumption and or rabies, which both can be signs and symptoms of what a lot of people would associate with vampirism. Right. And they, when they would dig them up, you know, like there would be their hair had grown or their nails had grown and they're like, Oh, Oh, uh, uh, forsooth, what behest has Good been Lord. happening? Just stop. Stop. 
<laughs> yes, but now we actually know that... I don't speak old world English. ...skin shrinks, which makes it look mm-hmm. like hair and nails have grown. But additionally, when they would dig people up, there would be fluid around the mouth. Now, here's the thing, is back in the day, they didn't do embalming. So all of the fluid and the gases and everything would still be in this. So when people would say that they actually jump down into this coffin where this person is laying and supposedly has fresh blood around the mouth, they would stake them. Well, what happens when you depress on somebody's chest? They They exhale. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Which means to bluff. So you guys were probably playing cards and he owes you money. No, but yes, exactly. True love. <laughs> that that's what happens when somebody pumps on your chest just like when people nowadays are doing cpr they're like oh he's breathing no you're forcing air that was trapped inside their chest out through their mouth so yeah thank god for science because we don't have that old world stuff but on top of that and now here's my thing i didn't get a whole lot of information i tried researching it but i couldn't find a whole lot even though i know they're out there there are modern-day vampire hunters. I did see that there is a uh, TV show on Netflix, but I have heard that that is all hogwash. It is. Yeah. It was stupid. Yeah. But they, they are a lot more secretive. They are out there. There are people who believe that vampires are real and that they need to be destroyed because they're evil. So, I mean, there are even vampire hunting kits that you can buy. So there, there are places that actually support the whole current modern day vampire hunter, but I could not find, it was almost more secretive vampire hunters than, than vampires themselves. That's asinine. Right. They're just people. Yeah. They're just people with like hemophilia obsession. Like, or, I, I, I mean, okay. I don't, they, do they have a desire to drink blood? A, a, an obsession with blood? Yes. Yes, they do. And is that fine? Yes, that's fine. To each their own. Mm -hmm. If it harms none, do what thou wilt. Um, are there people out there with medical conditions that blood drinking blood blood from another person is going to cure? Jury is one hundred percent gonna probably say no. Uh, I don't truly think that drinking blood from another person ca- gives them any sort of medical benefit. Um, I feel like science is far enough along that that we would know about it by now, or at least have knowledge of the human body and what causes that are there ailments in the human body that science don't doesn't know how to treat yes 100 percent. i mean look at all the women who suffer from mystery problems like fibromyalgia Mm -hmm. and and endometriosis and like all the the ghost pains and all the times that women are misdiagnosed i mean talk about like women women's body is is 100 still a mystery to science because they're we are so far behind on being treated Mm -hmm. like women's bodies were just shoved to the side for so long yeah, no matter what was wrong with us, um, it was still, a mental issue, and they threw us in a ward. Right, and we were we were just hysteria, mm-hmm. and we still like are looked at as hysteria, and we're not taken seriously for a lot. But like, do I believe that like blood is going to cure them? I mean, if it makes them feel better and it, it helps them, then yes, by all means, continue. And if as long as the, as what they're doing is is healthy and safe for both of them, mm-hmm. then okay. You know, again, as long. As long as it harms none, do as thou wilt. Yep. Like, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Like, as long as you're not hurting anybody else and you're not hurting each other, like, it's, and it's consensual. I mean, it's the same as sex. As long as what you're doing is consensual and you're not hurting anybody, go ahead. Yep. Like, I'm fine with it. But just like the people who go against interracial marriage or same-sex marriage, it all goes back to religion and right. how... They perceive their religion. And according to the vampire hunters that are out there, vampires are an abomination. Right, but it's none of their damn business. I know. I'm not saying they that are it isn't. Not judge and jury. They nope. you know and if and they should take a page from their own damn fucking Bible and realize that they are not the judge. Because nope. their Bible states 
you cannot judge. You are not God. And I get so tired of, of Christianity going around touting their holier-than-thou bullshit, mm -hmm. judging people when they're not supposed to. I yep. get so tired of it. Like, oh, I will stand on that pulpit for hours being like, you cannot judge because you literally follow a religion that states that you believe in God and God is supposed to be the one that does the judging, but yet you are judging. So knock it off. Yep. You are going against your own religion. You hypocrite. Yeah. At least I'm a hypocrite and I admit it. Like, I am hypocritical as the day is long and I will admit that 100%. You are a hypocrite and you deny it and you stand behind your Bible. Yep. And that's bullshit. Yeah, they, they get to hide behind the Bible thinking that they are... Okay, that's a whole other podcast. Anyway. Yeah, that... Like, <laughs> woo, we just went religious on that and oh, dang, that's a bad one. Very quick. We will we will roll ourselves back on that. Um, so, that that's the thing is, in a lot of the... Um, I was reading a, 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 a postdoctoral's doctorate paper, yeah. if, if that's the way to say it, um, from Grinnell College. This guy immersed himself in the vampire culture. He wanted to know about it. Um, yeah. So he spent from 2011 to 2013 in New Orleans with mm -hmm. them. And then from, I want to say... With Nova? Yeah, from 2000. Actually, I'm pretty positive the psychologist that was the donor for mm -hmm. him was the one who wrote the paper. Um, oh. and then he spent, I want to say from 2015 to 2019, um, Brooklyn, Buffalo, Buffalo, New York in Buffalo, New York with immersing himself in their culture up there. So two different times he spent several years with these people and his paper, I, one of, was one of the ones that I absolutely just was obsessed with reading because he actually went from beginning to end with them. And seeing how they live their lives, both um, the lifestyles, the sayings, and the size, he's he he spent it all with him. So that that was a very interesting paper to read. I bet. For, I mean, they put their pants on one leg at a time, just like we do. Yep. Yeah. And they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna die and turn to dust, just like we do. And it's fine. And whatever happens after we die is probably going to be the exact same thing that happens to them too. Yeah. And none of us know. None of us have the answer. No. Um, we can all hypothesize and we can all spiritualize and we can all whateverize, but none of us know. No. And that's cool. Yeah. We just got to do our best and that's cool. I, I still think it's definitely an interesting way of it life. It is an interesting topic. It, it is an interesting topic. It is an interesting way of life. Um, definitely not for me because I'm just, I'm not down with the, the bleedy bloodiness. <laughs> it's too uh, ooky ooky. But, you know, certain lifestyles aren't for everybody. I mean, if it was all sparkly and, like, you know, life af ever after, then I might be down with it, but nah. Yeah. Nobody knows. I am really. down. I, I like the witchy lifestyle. I love that. That's cool. I love witchy stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm down with that. So, give me some potion bottles and some, like, moon magic and casting spells and pretending I can fly on a broom and I'll get you my little kid and your little dog, too. Mm -hmm. I'm down with that. But other than that, nah. So that was, I, I could have kept going, but you know, I don't want to make it a three hour podcast. So that's true. We have a, we're at an hour seven now, Yeah, uh, just about to hit an hour eight. Granted, we've got like a minute and something of my child being my child. Yeah. Cause that's my kid. Good times. And, uh, we may have a surprise episode come in or we may not, we don't know. You never know. We can, if, if we have any listeners left after I just went on my religious rant, <laughs> <laughs> or I said something about it before. Right. Because you are. So one thing, here's a question for you. Hmm. So on Necronomapod, there is a guy, Dave. Yes. The older guy. He is, he was raised Catholic. Mm -hmm. So he considers himself Catholic. Mm -hmm. He does not believe in Jesus. He does not believe in any of that anymore. But he still considers himself to be a Catholic because he was baptized and all of that was given to him and he's like you can't take that away until jesus takes that away from me no one can take that away from me even if i say i am not a practicing catholic i will forever be catholic, catholic. correct that if that's his belief then yeah but i mean do you agree with that i agree as a catholic as well i agree as well i believe that because he was baptized and he was he was given that from that religion and that that is the belief system of that religion 
that you can no one can take that away from him but jesus okay so, or god so so here's the th- i guess god thing is he is he's catholic he is not a practicing uh, not, catholic. neither am i i'm catholic but i'm not practicing well i know that but before that, oh, I, know that. I was baptized into the lds community i was mormon never right felt I know that. like that's where i belonged so I I fully believe that I didn't really accept my belief and my faith until I was baptized Catholic. That was something that right. I felt that's where I belonged. So, yeah, right. I would tend to agree with him 100%. I'm not practicing either, but that's still my faith. That's still my belief system. And that's what I okay. am. And, yeah, I believe that okay. nobody can take that away until... I go and meet my maker. Cool. So wherever you are, may you have a wonderful good morning, good night, or good afternoon. Be good to each other and be good to yourself.